everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. So thank you for joining us today. On today's podcast, I'm super excited to have Rupesh with us. He's from the city of Edmonton. So you may have known it was the Office of Traffic Safety. They've rebranded to Safe Mobility with a, you'll see the Vision Zero goals out there all the time. Rupesh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Leanne. It's so exciting to be on this podcast and to get to talk to you today. So I know you're not a motorcycle rider, but that's okay. We'll still have a chat. Okay, good. I'm (laughs) glad. This is an open, welcoming community. (laughs) Very much so. But I mean, you have a different perspective because, as I mentioned, you work for the city of Edmonton for the safe mobility team. So this is something you actually do know stuff about. Can you tell us a little bit about like the vision zero goal, like where did that come about? What's it about? Obviously the goal is zero, but tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So vision zero got established in Sweden. I think it was the late nineties, might've been 97 or so. And the goal is just to eliminate all serious injuries and fatalities by, you know, to zero. And so um, the city of Edmonton adopted that goal in 2015 and we have we projected till about 2032 is what we're hoping to to hit that mark. And so there's a lot of work that's happening to try to, you know, it's to, to certainly that pie in the sky goal. But everyone on the team is very very committed to to reaching that. And so that's what that's about. And and we would love to see that too, just on like motorcycle statistics as well. I sure. mean, I tend to be a bit of a realist because life happens. But wouldn't it be great if we could actually get to zero? Absolutely. I mean, the impact that these kind of crashes and these fatalities have not only on obviously the individuals, but on families, on community members, it's so tragic. And some of these things can be completely avoidable. And so we're taking this really holistic approach and and, and targeting it from different ways. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about what the kind of things that we're doing, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely a very, very important space and a commitment that the city of Edmonton is, is definitely making towards. So. Are there other municipalities in Alberta that have adopted kind of that Vision Zero goal that you're aware of? I know that Edmonton is one of the leaders in terms of really dedicating a lot of resources and capacity towards this space. Um, I, I don't know how the, the way it got set up predates my time at the city, but I know that there is commitment certainly from other municipalities, but we have really we really benefit from a dedicated shop to really tackle this issue. So there might be those goals out there, but I would say that the city of Edmonton for sure is seen as a leader, not only across Canada, but we have a lot of other jurisdictions throughout North America that reach out to us on a regular basis for how we track our data, how we approach certain problems. And so um, definitely a leader in this space for sure. Well, I I feel I feel that I feel you saying that because we've somehow in seven years become this little tiny organization that you know I remember getting a a phone call on our first year from the Motorcycle Confederation of Canada mm-hmm. saying how did you do in one year what we haven't been able to do for a mm-hmm. while. And, you know, and just sharing that information. So I feel like we're in that same boat with you for being leaders of motorcycle safety and awareness. And then, of course, we've done work with, 
your department in yeah. the past and, and looked forward to doing more with you guys in the future. Let's talk a little bit about some of the tactics that Safe Mobility has for strategies to reduce not just motorcycle fatalities, but any type of any type of road fatality. Absolutely, yeah. So when when Vision Zero was adopted in 2015, there was a strategy it was called the Road Safety Strategy at the time. It really did um, lead to some progress. I have some, you know, we when we decreased our serious injuries by fifty by fifty percent and our fatalities by um, sorry um, fatalities by. 32% and uh, fatalities by uh, 50%. There's quite high numbers that we've made in that progress. And so there's this road safety strategy that did that for about four years. But to create more momentum, we had to kind of take a little bit of a pivot and a different look at the problem. And so we launched our safe mobility strategy in 2020. And that takes a much more holistic view at things. It considers people's lived experiences. It considers, um, you know, GBA plus, so gender-based analysis, um, to, to really understand, you know, how people really move. And it's, and it's really focused on a city not designed for just cars, but a city made for people, right? Because people are not just moving through vehicles or moving by motorcycles or moving by cycling, they're walking, they're rolling, all kinds of modes are taking shape, micromobility with e-scooters, all kinds of different ways of moving. And so our original strategy needed a bit of a pivot to, to kind of adapt with the times. And so um, that is what the safe mobility strategy looks at. Now, in particular, within the strategy, there's some really interesting stuff that we're doing. Um, you know, we're trying to activate the community a little bit differently. We have this really exciting program called Vision Zero Street Labs, where, you know, community members can actually take charge of their own issues that they're seeing and it might not be based on data but it might be something that they're perceiving and so they they have this opportunity to trial these kind of temporary measures and be creative and and put things onto the streets and see how that actually addresses safety and so we have some really exciting kind of programs like that are those the signs that I've seen pop up in my neighborhood cuz they are branded mm -hmm. city of edmonton so it wasn't right. It wasn't the city putting those on people's lawn. It was it those people requesting those that signage for slow down. There's children, or you know. Yeah, so that's one of the programs, and that that particular program came about because the city, if you recall, changed our default speed limit last summer to 40 kilometers per hour. So, so kind of support that. We made signs available for, that people could pick up and put on their lawns. And so that was just to encourage safe speeds. So that's just another way to activate the community. So we're trying not only to take these kind of traditional engineering approaches to designing roads, which is obviously incredibly important, but we're trying to see how we can get the community involved to take ownership and to, to also be a partner in this process because it can't just be the city of Edmonton. It requires you know folks like yourself other community members to really approach us if we really want to get the vision zero right. Well, if we're not all working together, then we're not going to get anywhere. You know, yeah. not one group is the sole provider of traffic safety. And, and I mean, we're focused on motorcycle safety for sure. But that's where, you know, as I mentioned, it, our partnership with with now safe mobility from from beforehand, before you came into this role, that's where we played off each other a lot, you know, making sure the wording was correct on the stuff that the city wanted to put out or, you know, is this image good? And, you know, and then we reconnected because we did lose contact with with the group for a bit. 
so happy to have this partnership mm-hmm. back in play. Do you guys have any specific motorcycle strategy that you have kind of looked at or, you know, just, I'm just interested in, in maybe that aspect, of course. Yeah. It, you know, when we approach safety, it's never through one mode of transportation, right? It's not that we just are looking to how do we benefit the walkers or the cyclists or the cars or the motorcyclists. It's always a holistic approach. It's really interesting because I get to work with all these um, engineers, the engineering team and all the factors that they consider and how they put in traffic calming measures they have to, you know, consider how a fire truck turns onto a lane and the degree of turns. They're, they're thinking about so many different aspects. That it's never just one thing that they're considering. It's how do they benefit all road users? And I think that that was. It's not that the previous approach was just a focus on cars, but it certainly was. Our city, as you know, living in it, is very much designed for vehicles. And so the road safety strategy was really focused on that. But now we're really like. How do we make this about people overall, which includes motorcyclists? So it's not a, a targeted approach for motorcycling, but it's how do we look at all modes of transportation and how they're interacting with each other? And you and I, we had a conversation a, a while ago, um, you know, just in our reconnection where we talked about, I think one of the other community level um, engagements is the painted mm-hmm. crosswalks. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned to you at that time that reflective paint is like yeah. black ice for us. So yeah. You know, it, did you get anywhere with that in mentioning that kind of, you know, the safety for our community when that gets wet? Absolutely did. That's actually the procurement of paint falls under my team. And and we are the ones who, through Street Labs, are the ones who put the, the a lot, many of the vibrant crosswalks or the decorative crosswalks. And so I did mention it to um, the folks in tra- traffic operations and how we procure the paint. And so my understanding is that that's, that's moving forward. Um, but I mean, that's, this is the beauty of, you know, you reaching out to us is like establishing these partnerships because, you know, we only have so much information, but that, that kind of detailed feedback, right. Is so crucial because we're not, we don't, not, there there might not be a lot of riders on our, on our team who have that kind of experience. Right. So, um, I was, I immediately, actually, when you told me Leanne about that, I told my team, I was like, we got to look at our paint and, and consider this. So. I mean, paint is great, but I'm sure there's other paint that would still withstand our weather yeah. that maybe isn't that reflective and greasy when it gets wet. I mean, those sure. yeah. I've seen so many of those crosswalks in uh, even in the Ritchie area of the city mm-hmm. that, you know, they're vibrant, you know, pride, mm-hmm. pride crosswalks and and they're, it's beautiful and we should celebrate all these different things in the communities. But yeah, we have to. As you said, your engineers look at everything, but there's always that one tiny little thing that may be missed. For sure. Yeah, that happens. And and it's a learning process and um, you want to get those things right the first time. But, you know, that always isn't the case. But I'll I'll tell you what these people are absolutely passionate, the people I work with about this cause. And so when you provide this kind of feedback, it's always like, OK, how do I incorporate this? But I also have 100 other things to factor into this design. Right. And so. Um, I know they're looking into it and I know we're, we're, I think we're procuring different kind of paint. So. Excellent. What other kind of strategies are you guys using in, you know, maybe curbing, I don't know, distracted driving seems to be a Mm. big problem with us or just left-hand turns are a problem for our community. Like, is there any insight into strategies that might attack issues like that? Yeah, distracted driving is a, a tricky one from a monitoring standpoint. We we certainly know it exists, right? Like we always we hear um, 
we hear that it occurs in our crash reports. We get it. Part of the thing is that with our crash reports is um, it depends on the people actually reporting the information or what the police have kind of noticed. Some people are not self-reporting accurately. All, there's all these kind of challenges. So we know the problem exists. So there's kind of a, a monitoring challenge here as far as how prevalent the problem is. Um, as far as on the on the point of like left-hand turns and all these kind of things, I know that there was something recently that I learned about, which was uh, putting like center line speed bumps for people who are making left turns to ensure that they turn into the right lane. So there are like these kind of little engineering things that I think you can do. Um, but I know, the, you know that particular cause for um, when it's motorcyclists who are uh, not at fault and if it's somebody else hitting that motorcyclist, I know that that's one of the, the dominant uh, causes of the crash. So um, I'm sure it's on the front of minds of, of my engineering colleagues for sure. Well, and, and it's it's really just education about taking that second look. It's one of the yeah. tips that we talk about every April as we're gearing up for May's Motorcycle Safety Awareness Month, where, you know, we remind people just to, well, shoulder checking is a lost art. So, you know, mm. using your eyes and, and looking twice before you move lanes or turn corners and, you know, and yeah, it's nice to see that the city is putting so much effort into all facets of, you know, traffic safety or pedestrian safety. Is there any other things that you want to highlight with us about strategies? Like there's just well, so I, many you have going on. I, I think you, you hit something there at the end about pedestrian safety is that we have seen, you know, crashes come down for vehicles in particular, but we're seeing for cyclists and pedestrians and other, those kind of active modes of transport, the, the crashes have gone up. It's hard to say exactly, you know, what's what's really the cause of that. Is it a design thing? Is it an education awareness thing of people not knowing how to actually travel along safely with those other modes of transport? But I think, especially going into the summer, we got to be aware of people. You know, motorcycling, you're you're not protected as you know, right? And same thing with cyclists and pedestrians. These are all these modes of transport, and so just have to be a lot, very, very careful, especially this summer, as far as being aware. And uh, we're actually launching a travel safely together campaign to support cyclists of, cause there's a bylaw that came in place where vehicles have to actually travel about a meter away from a cyclist. And so we're gonna see how we can educate and create awareness about how to travel safely along with the cyclists in particular. Oh, that's a, that's a new bylaw that I didn't know about. That's actually not bad because it gives them some space because that's what we talk about for motorcyclists as well is giving everybody space. And cyclists, cyclists sometimes just come out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so more, more so than we do, but, you know, um, where can people find more information about the strategies that we're talking about and maybe more information if they're not interested specifically in motorcycle stuff, if they want to learn more about what's being worked on, where can they find that information? Yeah, so certainly you can go to edmonton.ca's, uh, the city of Edmonton's website and, and do a search for safe mobility. You could also obviously just Google search or use any search engine to search Vision Zero in city of Edmonton and you'll take to, you'll get to our landing page, which has all our programs, which will talk about street labs and safe crossings and our automated enforcement program and all the different things that we offer. And certainly encourage people to do so because this summer, you know, we, we were going to be relaunching our, those little lawn signs again in, in May. So hopefully folks will, will pick those up again, but um, this is our busy time to get a lot of these installations on the ground. So 
uh, encourage people to visit there. And we have an active social media presence on Twitter and, and Facebook that people can connect to. So um, absolutely check us out. I will say uh, when I went back on to the, the safe mobility area of the Edmonton.ca website, the layout that is up there now, super user-friendly. I just want to tell you that it looks clean and it's easy to find information. Um, I, I appreciate that. Like you can click on anything. It, you can find an interactive map that tells you what crosswalks are being worked on. Yeah. Like it's got everything up there now. It's an easy. So kudos to your team. Well, thank you. And that's really great to hear. I know my comms folks will be super happy to hear that. We're actually launching um, a public integrated map that'll have everything on one page. And and we're trying to be as transparent as possible with like, you know, the information that we get back from like a street lab or whatever it might be so that people have, we even publish the schedules for our, for our automated enforcement program. So um, it's a great resource to visit and definitely encourage people to do so. So you mean that I can get notice ahead of time of where photo radar is going to be? You can, it's, it's there. <laughs> you can go and see what the schedule looks like and plan your road if you want to. Like, absolutely. All those, all those fluorescent drive safe trucks are work or, <laughs> or they park around the corner from where I work. Like that office is really close to my, mm. my day job. So I see them all the time. So they're in my face constantly. So I can't. I, well, that and I have to walk the walk on traffic safety and abide by rules. I can't, so <laughs> I can't tell people to be better humans on the road and not do it myself. So, totally. yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. But I would like to thank you so much for taking some time out to to speak with us to kind of highlight these things and strategies that you guys are working on. Again, everything can be found on Edmonton.ca. That's correct. Yeah. Perfect. To make sure that you don't miss any of our upcoming podcasts or to listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast ear candy from. If there's a topic that you'd like us to cover or a guest you think would be great on the show, let us know. How? Well, you can follow us on all the socials or reach out through our website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. We'll see you out on the road.